Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 523, air date February 20th, 2020.
much. Um, are there any questions or comments, Senator Summers? Thank you for that. You spoke so quickly, I didn't get your name. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Just call me Dr. Shiva. And, and just for a minute, Senator Summers. Doctor, would you also make sure that you sign up with the clerk so they have your name? Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. And I know you also, you said you went to MIT. Can you give me your credentials again? I yes, I have a PhD in biological engineering, not biomedical engineering, biological engineering, which is essentially where the modern science of all sorts of pharma uh, genes, you know, everything came from uh, in 2003. It's a new department MIT set up. I also hold three other degrees in engineering, in electrical engineering at MIT, and mechanical engineering at MIT, plus a degree in design. And I'm also a Fulbright Scholar in the integrate, in integrated medicine. Well, that's extremely impressive. Thank you for um, coming here today and testifying. And um, your words are very uh, eye-opening, and um, I hope they resonate with more people today. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so bottom line is that modern science is old. I mean, the, the, the science used for vaccines is old, and we need to upgrade the science. Thank you. Thank you. Are there other questions represented in the Thank you, Madam Chair. Just a, a quick question. Um, I, I just what pops in my head generally when we talk about you know the study of genes and bioscience. Um, I know in the realm of like chemotherapy, looking at uh, how each individual person reacts to different types of and I guess on this subject, as we hear so much about this, that um, vaccines could be safe for 99% of society, but there is a percentage of people um, that react differently when your, your audience system reacts differently to each person. Um, Do you have any comment on that? Well, yeah, I mean, you, it's a suggestion. How would we, or how would you suggest us as a legislature, address that issue?
before we deliver real health. The entire 1962 program needs to just go away. The whole thing is wrong. So 1986, because all these injuries were taking place, because of the fact that we we're trying to impose a standard guideline schedule, that we started, uh, you know, saying we're going to uh, solve that with this band-aid of eliminating the liability to vaccine manufacturers, and we're still uh, going through that. So in many ways, people here begging to take away exemptions is so wrong. The whole mandate should go away. We should decentralize health and hold the sovereign relationship between the patient and the doctor as a way where health emerges, if we care about health, period. That's science. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I think we're in the wrong spot in this whole debate. And you know, today we hear about that there are people testifying saying vaccines are great, and then we're hearing people testify I've had injuries. Um, I think both sides, there is merit to that discussion. But certainly, you know, my, my son just went for a surgery uh, for the second time. He's had two in his life, and he has reacted very badly to pain with a certain pain medication um, and had severe reaction. My eldest son didn't have any reaction. So uh, just watching that occur, um, you know, that is part of medicine. And so that went into his mind now. The doctors won't prescribe certain types of medication for him because he's allergic. My daughter's allergic to oxisone. She had a breakout, same thing. And I just, I worry that we're losing that discussion and going backwards when we've put so much emphasis, even on the state level, you know, of that personalized medicine. Um, you know, how, how do we get there? And so, if you have any suggestions going forward. Well, the way we get there is to go to the future. We have to go into the future. Uh, Connecticut, I know, uh, I was here before, has a real interest in going to the future in biological sciences. That future means we have to let go of the past. We have to begin there. And the future means recognizing that we have modern technologies. Look, the one of the companies that I run that came out of my work at MIT was to do personalized medicine, where we use the computer to understand your genetics versus Richard's or someone else's, the complexity of that. That's how we build airplanes today. So those technologies are here today. And that's why I'm here today to let you guys know, look, the old model was designed with a very nascent understanding of the immune system. We have the innate, the adaptive, the interferon, our gut microbiome, the neural systems, all of these systems interact. Sticking something into the bloodstream and not thinking the body is going to make its own uh, changes and which will vary in each individual. Some people may be fine. Other people may have an autoimmune disorder. Other people may have extreme type of neuroinflammation because the gut microbiome communicates up through the neuroinflammation processes and results in extreme what we call autism, okay? Everyone is different. This has to be decentralized back to the individual. We should support the future in technology. You guys have a huge opportunity here. I know, uh, 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 Congressman Steinberg, your, your, your support the future biological sciences. That's a signal that you guys can send here today. We gotta get, you know, Kennedy tried to do a nice thing in 62. Ted Kennedy tried to put a band-aid on his uh, brother's work, but we got to let it all go. It's old science, period. Thank you, Thank you Representative Pettit. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Doctor, for your uh, testimony. I, I did watch your uh, entire uh, lecture at the NSF on the immune system, but and I, I don't disagree that broad philosophical strokes, but we, we have to deal with the here and now, so we have some personalized medicine in terms of looking at the genetics of tumor markers and saying they're going to respond to this model. 
That's a good question. Uh, so I think everyone on the pro or anti-vax side, you know, it's an unfortunate dialectic that's been created, can agree the real issue here is we all probably in this room, whether you're pro or anti, want immune health for ourselves and our children, right? And what is immune health? Immune health means that your body is resilient. Resilient means it faces some predators and pathogen. It, it faces it with strength and it can bounce back stronger, right? That's called resilience. Well, how do you achieve immune health? That's the central question. Well, if you look at the understanding of the modern immune system versus what we had in 1962 or 1915, it shows that resilience is a combination of multiple components. We strengthen the gut. We strengthen the gut microbiome. Uh, the ratios of gut microbiome are extremely important. The thyroid is extremely important. Vitamin A is extremely important. When the thyroid is working properly, carotenoids, proper food gets converted to vitamin A. If you don't have proper iodine, the thyroid doesn't get converted. What I'm, this is just one example I'm sharing with you. It is a very complex system. You can't impose one size. This has to be given to the doctor-patient relationship. Look, I trust most doctors who went to medical school aren't just in, in it for the money. Okay, let's give the benefit of the doubt. Most doctors actually went into it for noble duty. They want to help people and they want to serve science. They want to increase people's immune health. I believe by decentralizing this, repealing all of these mandates, we honor that relationship. And I think people are quite smart. By the time most of you came into this room today, you made 100 decisions for yourselves. The state didn't tell you what to do. Why don't we start honoring the fact that we have very smart people in the world, people know how to make decisions, particularly medical trained people in that relationship. It's a, like you said, it's a multifactorial problem. It cannot be imposed top down. We have to give, decentralize it back to that patient-doctor relationship. And as tools come, it'll get better and better and better. But I can tell you, the top-down model is a recipe for disaster. We're gonna keep this pro-vax, anti-vax dialectic. You're gonna get a lot more people angry and you're gonna have a revolution on your hands. But essentially, for right now, you would, you would go to an elective vaccine system where people can elect to have, have the vaccines or, or not have them. Well, well, what I'm saying is, this is about immune health. Let me give you an example. When I grew up in Bombay, India, we had slums, okay? If you're growing up in slums and your body's under constant onslaught of pathogens, your body never has a chance to recover. It's no different than me working out every day and then my body doesn't have a chance to recover, right? On the other hand, if you don't work out at all, you get flabby. Well, that's like the kid living in a little bubble and his parents don't let him out and have him wash his hands every day. That kid may need a little tighter of vaccines because he's never seen anything. These are two different extremes I'm giving you because he's living in such an artificial environment, he may need quote unquote artificial vaccination. But the reality is this is a broad range. So we have to honor the doctor-patient relationship. And I, I have great faith in people. I have great faith in mothers. I have great faith in doctors that they want to do the right thing. And I think that's the signal we're sending. And in great honor to what John Kennedy attempted to do in 1962, we're in a very different system today. After the passage of the Mansfield Act in 1970, you know, science dollars have become highly competitive. Academics today do practice the oldest profession. You know, not the best scientists get tenure. It's a guy who can bring in the money. So it has become pay to play. We have to also consider that. Any other, any other questions or comments? The committee? Thank you very much for your time. And make sure that you give your name to the clerk, please.
Thank you. Thank you again. I'm very honored to present. Thank you again for all the great work you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next we have Jim Mermigas. 